Hi, this is Heather Pickin, host of the Fearless and Fabulous Female Masterclass. You're going to learn in 90 days or less how to take your business to the next level. You want to go to the next level, you've got to align your mind to your vision and you got to take action. So I want you to take notes and I also want you to consider to upgrade to the Fearless and Fabulous Bundle. What that is, is experts paid products. Give it to you for only $97. This is important because it's supporting a cause called She Should Run. And that is about getting 250,000 women running for office by 2030. I want you to be a fearless woman. Stand in your power and know what you stand for. I hope you enjoy this masterclass. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another masterclass of the Fearless and Fabulous Female Entrepreneur Summit. I'm going to jump right into it because I don't want to waste your time. And I know you want to learn from amazing experts and I want to introduce you uh, to my next expert, uh, Sherry Lee Wyshuck, and I'm hoping I pronounced her name correctly. Uh, she is a Facebook marketing and ads expert who helps entrepreneurs grow their authority, email list, and business with Facebook marketing and ads. And Sherry, I, I want to welcome you and we're going to be talking about how to create high converting Facebook ads to grow your business. So thank you so much for being my expert here today. Oh, thanks for having me, Heather. I'm so excited to be here. I love talking to women and I love talking about Facebook. So it's a great fit. Absolutely. You know, one of the first things I actually want to ask you with some of the things that have been cha uh, changing with Facebook's policy, how mm. is that impacting ads? Mm -hmm. We're definitely seeing ads are performing differently. One of the biggest things I've been noticing is um, inconsistencies in how well the ads manager works. Every time I go in there, something has changed. Sometimes you're in the middle of working on things, and next thing you know, the screen is cleared. I know they're working feverishly in the background to fix things up. And so, you know, sometimes things don't work as we had planned, which leads to frustration. And a lot of people at that point go, well, forget it and walk away. And I always say, come back to it, you know, 24 hours later, give it a break, give it a rest. But I have been seeing that um, leads have been coming in a little bit more expensive. Reach has been a little bit less to get. Uh, it takes a bit more juice to get your reach going. It's slower to get the ads seem to be not moving as quick off the mark as they used to. But having said that, at the same time, I've had some of the same results as I've had before and even better, you know, with leads coming in under $2 still. So I think it really has to do with how well you're doing all of the pieces of Facebook. I think they really are working hard to make sure that all the pieces work well together and that we are following rules and not, you know, making anybody upset because we're not doing things ethically. They certainly want, they have a big, big push right now for Facebook returning to its original meaning of you know being a fun happy place to spend time with to connect with family and friends and yes a great place to do lots of business but they've been moving us back to this place of make sure people are having fun while they're on Facebook because of course they'll stay longer on Facebook when they're having fun which means as marketers we can engage with them for longer so I, I love that yeah, it, it's a, it's an interesting time. I think it's going to come out even better and stronger after this. Mm, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Sometimes you have to go through the chaos in order for things to go uh, much 
better. So I, I think sure. I think that's great. So let's talk about you know the the formula for creating high converting ads. There might be people watching this that have no idea number one how to run an ad, but really you know those that are running ads, what are some of the elements of creating that high converting Facebook ad? Right. So there's there's so many elements to setting up a great ad. And one of the first things I like to focus on with my clients, because it has the most dramatic result, we can miss the mark on a few other pieces. But if we get these two pieces right, we can still get great results. And that is the copy of the ad. So the text that goes along with the ad and the image that we select for the ad. Those are the first two things that our audience is going to see. So even if we are off a little bit on our targeting, if our age range is not quite on the mark, if we've missed one of the interest targetings, if there's something that's not on the exact tip of the point on that, we can still capture people if our image stands out in the newsfeed, if it's compelling, if it's emotionally charged, if it has bright, beautiful colors, if it causes an emotional response in people. That's the first thing people see. That's the thing we want to use to stop people from their mindless newsfeed scroll that we get into, right? We want them to stop and go, what's this about? So the picture, the image we use is probably the most important piece. And I see a lot of people making a lot of mistakes here. They put a lot of text on the image. Facebook doesn't like that. They prefer images with no text on it. We used to have that 20% rule. That went uh, by the wayside last year. And Facebook said, hey, no more rules about text on your images. And so, a lot of people went crazy and started doing, you know, lots of text. And so Facebook went, no, we kind of mean less text is better. So you, what you'll see is if you have an image with lots of text, you'll get less reach on your ads. And if you have little to no text, you'll get better reach on your ads. And it'll cost you differently depending on that. So they reward you. I always prefer to go with those images with no text at all and I use the image to tell a story. What is it that the person that I'm trying to connect with wants to achieve? What are they looking for? What's their biggest pain? What's the outcome they're looking for? It's a lot to ask in an image but when we know our ideal audience really well we can find images that represent um, that message to people. Mm, so that yes. when they see the image Go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, this is some great tips about the images and the, the, the copy. I was gonna ask you about the copy. Mm -hmm. uh, do you find shorter or longer copy? What works best or is it kind of a mix? I don't think that there is one um, standard that I could say will work for everybody in every niche and in every industry because it comes down to testing. And this is the one thing that a lot of people don't realize how much testing they have to do when they're on Facebook. Once I realized everything I was doing was testing and the results were market research information for me to help me grow my business better and serve my audience better, really freed me up from those moments of going, oh man, I thought that was going to be a great post and nobody even responded or I got no reach or, you know, nobody said anything. That discouragement that comes, I just look at that now as a test. It was the wrong post. It was the wrong image. It was the wrong copy. It was at the wrong time. There's so many elements that we don't know. So sometimes your audience will respond best to short, sweet, concise copy. And sometimes they will respond better to the longer copy. Depends on whereabouts they are on the relationship scale with you. That'll have some impact as well, because we're gonna talk differently to people that we haven't met yet, 
that we are just starting to get to know, that we are just introducing into ourselves and our business, than we are to people who are already on our email list or already on our Facebook page or already have purchased something from us. Our, our verbiage is much different. So long or short, you have to test what's going to work for your audience. But some things that are always um, good pieces to have in there, you want to start with a question that really um, gets the, the reader to say yes. So again, focusing on the positive because Facebook wants this to be a positive place. But I know in marketing, we are taught to teach, to focus on the pain, right? But we, if we focus too much on the pain or on the, the thing that might be the problem, Facebook will also flag your ad and not give it as good a reach, maybe not even approve it because it feels like maybe you're gonna make somebody feel bad about the problem that they have. So we wanna focus on the positive and come up with a question that speaks to your ideal client's outcome that they want, that they will read that question and go, yes, I want that. That will inspire them to read the next piece and that next piece is gonna be a little bit about you um, positioning yourself as the expert, letting them know that you have value, letting them know that you've been there, you've done that, maybe sharing a wee bit of your own hero's journey that got you from where you were to where you are, and the call to action, what to do next, what you want them to do. We need to be really clear here about what we want people to do, because so far, some people nodding on the other side of their computer is not something Facebook can count yet, thankfully. Right, exactly. You mentioned obviously <laughs> testing is really critical. If we're working in a time frame of 90 days or less, how, you know, how much time do you really think it takes to test an ad so that it is converting the way that it needs should, you know, that, that it needs to be? Right. And how much money do you think someone should be spending when they're testing their ads? So I would say um you should know the results of your ads and be able to make a decision on your ad within 48 to 72 hours of running it, of it being approved. Let me clarify that because you can set up your ad and put it in for approval. It's taking longer sometimes to get approval these days. So I've had ads recently take as long as 24 hours to get approval. My 48 hour window starts at the approval point at 48 hours. I'll check. I want to make sure that I have enough reach, a minimum of a thousand reach on my ad in order to have a baseline that I can use to determine if it's performing the way I want it to. If my reach is less than 1,000 at 48 hours, I'm going to let it run to 72 hours and come back and check it again. Probably be checking more often than just once every couple days, but you want to really you know, pay attention to it. But if you're at the end of 72 hours or even another day past that and your reach is still under 1,000 and you're not having any of the actions that you have set as your uh, you know, parameters that you're tracking, then I would definitely turn that ad off, create something new either, but only change one element at this mm -hmm. point. Don't change all, everything, change up one element and try again. And sometimes the time of day that we put our ad in for approval can make a difference as well. Uh, I find approvals are a little bit quicker to come later in the evening. So if you have a chance to set it up later in the evening, go ahead and do it, except for on a Friday evening, which tends to make it slower. <laughs> So, you know, you'll have to test how that works with your ads manager, but if it's not, if you don't have results, you know, that you're happy with that allow you to read what's happening within 72 to, you know, another day past that, then definitely stop it, 
and adjust one element, whether you change your image or change your question or change some of your targeting, some of the demographics, one thing at a time and try again and see how long it takes. But you should typically have approval fairly quickly and be able to read your results within 48 to 72 hours. Mm, yeah, those are some great tips about getting to a thousand people. So you're saying getting to the reach of a thousand people. So you've got to spend the money up until you reach the thousand people. So Correct. even if you, let's just say if you have a really competitive marketplace, you know, you might be spending a couple, would you be spending a couple hundred dollars? I mean, if it's Probably not. You'd have to have a fairly good size audience. If you put a hundred dollar a day budget, I, I wouldn't put a hundred dollar a day budget when I'm testing. Certainly not within the first 48 hours because I want to test on a low budget so that I can test multiple images. So I may have 10 ads running with 10 different images, but all the same copy, all the same targeting, all the same demographics and $5 on each of those, which means I'm spending $50 a day, but I'm testing 10 different images. Um, so I wouldn't do like $100 on one ad and let that run for a day because Facebook will spend that for you for sure if they know that you could spend it. I want to start at a low budget, test multiple images so that I can find out what's going on. It, at the end of 48 hours, I bet you there's almost always going to be one that's at least over that thousand, uh, even at $5 a day, unless your audience is, you know, tens of millions you may not have enough at $5 to stand out in the newsfeed and get noticed. You have to make sure your audience size is the right size so that your dollar uh, will actually have an impact on it over that 48 hours as well. Mm, yeah, those are some really great tips. I mean, it goes back to you've got to test, you've got to have multiple ads. Um, I like how you're kind of segmenting everything and testing $5 per ad. Now you mentioned something about uh, your, your demographics. So for those people that don't understand what that is, can you share a little bit um, what oh, sure. it is, why it's important? Sure. Demographics are your specifics about your audience. So are they male? Are they female? What age range are they in? Where do they live? Those are the basic demographic things that you can set in Facebook ads manager to target people that are in your niche so that you aren't advertising. You know, if you work with women who are 30 to 50 years old, you don't need to be advertising to the guy who's 65. There's just no point in him seeing your ad. He's not your audience. So the demographic piece is those uh, pieces, like I said, male, female, age, location. Then we get into more specific interest targeting where we could target them. Now we can say, here's our big group of people that are in our demographics, but we only want to focus on, let's say, women who are mompreneurs. Well, we could use the interest targeting mompreneur and that would narrow our audience down so that, you know, single women in that age range wouldn't be seeing it or moms with without kids wouldn't be seeing it or moms without businesses wouldn't be seeing it. So we narrow our audience down as we get farther into those interests. That goes back to knowing as much as you possibly can about your ideal audience so that you can be really specific. Mm, I, I love that, Sherry Lee. I mean, again, these are really great tips. So demographics, know what your interests are. And within, when you're creating multiple ads, you probably don't want to stuff in tons of interest. You probably want to diversify, right? Correct. So as I said at the beginning, we're going to test 
uh, maybe 10 images or five images, everything else in all of those ads is exactly the same. The interests are the same, the demographics the same, the copies the same. We only wanna test one element at a time, so only change up one element. When you have run those 10 images and you found the one image that your audience resonates with, turn off all the other ones. Now you can duplicate that one with the same image and change one more piece. Add in a different interest targeting, change up the interest targeting, try a different interest targeting, vary your age maybe, but you only again do one piece at a time, but now we know that image is the right image. Now let's see what else we can tweak to make the performance better. That's another 48 hours of testing. You can, you can um, quicken, lessen that time period of testing by pre-testing your content on your fa Facebook page. Test your images in posts in your Facebook page and see which ones of those images get the most uh, reactions from your audience. That'll give you a, a direction of the images to test in your ads. Test your question uh, at the beginning of your copy as a post on your Facebook page. Test, you know, write five versions of it and test them as posts on your Facebook page and see which ones resonate with your audience. Well in advance of running these ads, this is your market research in advance uh, to find out which of these pieces work for you and be really clear on who your customer avatar is, your client avatar, the person that you want to work with. Um, be really clear on who they are and what they want and what they need in their business. And we've been talking about this this week in my group, what it would mean to them to solve the problem. That's the key because that's their why, right? If I say, well, I want to make more money in my business, but why do you want to make more money in your business? Well, so I can support my family. I can take my kids on a holiday or I can afford to send them to a private school or those are the whys of why I want to make more money. Making more money itself is a temporary motivation. When you dig deeper, then you can really connect. I love what you're saying here because basically you got to do your research. You can't just run Facebook ads. You, you got to take time, For sure. you know, crafting it, knowing like you were saying, knowing who your ideal client avatar is and uh, then doing the, doing the testing. And, and I really want to reiterate what you said is just change one thing. Don't be changing a million different things. Just change one thing. Now, I'm kind of curious on your thoughts as far as high converting ads. Have you seen a difference between images and videos? Uh, yes, but I wouldn't say videos are always the winner. I mean, I do really well in my um, ads that don't have videos. So I wouldn't say, you know, abandon images for videos. Videos definitely have their place. They are a great way to build rapport with people that you don't know yet because we feel differently about somebody when we see an image than if we see them talking. That's a great way to engage, but you have to be really mindful about things like how long are people's attention span? How much information do you want to give? Are you going to represent yourself in a way you want out there in the world? So you have to be a certain level of comfort, you know, and do you want your first connection with somebody to be a video that starts automatically in their newsfeed, which some people can find irritating. So video definitely has a place. It's incredibly powerful. Facebook still loves video. They really love native videos. So Facebook lives are super, super popular. They should, you should absolutely be employing those in your business to build your connection in your relationship with people, but don't go exclusively to those. We have got a variety of types of ads that we can set up. So we should be trying to leverage as much of that as we can because you also don't want ad fatigue. 
if people are used to always seeing a video from you, even if the content's different, eventually they're going to say, oh yeah, it's another video from Sherry Lee. Okay. I don't need to watch that again. So I want to keep them um, so that I'm not predictable because it's that that's going to make them stop in the newsfeed to see, oh, what is she up to now? So have a variety. Yeah, that, that, those are some great points. Now, in your opinion, what do you perceive as a high converting ad? Is it getting the person to opt in and ultimately make money from the sale? Or, you know, I'm just kind of curious what your thoughts are. Well, you have to define your own conversion events, of course. So you have to decide what it is. And I think depending on where people are on their relationship scale with you is what is going to determine a conversion. Sometimes a conversion could simply be getting people to like, comment, and share a post that you have created that's got an important message and you want it to reach more people. For me, if I've created a post that is about connecting with people and getting to know new people and getting my message spread farther and wider with a lot of social proof to it, that is a conversion to me. So if I can get people to do that with you know, a $10 ad budget to help reach more people, then to me, that's, a, that's high converting. But it can go right to how much is it costing me to collect an email address? And, you know, we can get leads around the $2 mark. We're seeing them a little bit higher these days, depending on the niche that you're in, uh, depending on how engaged your audience is. That is becoming really apparent to me that that is super important. Um, excuse me, just as a quick example, I had a post that I ran on my Facebook page um, asking a question. It was just an engagement post. I wasn't selling anything. And the question was, what's the one TV show that you can watch over and over again? And after 24 hours, I went and looked. The whole point of it was just to engage my audience and have conversation. That beefs up my Facebook page. Facebook likes that. Then they, they give my future posts to more people. So I went after 24 hours. Only two people had seen it. Now, in my ads manager, I had ads running to that post. And they were really high in my engagement cost to try and increase the reach. So I decided I was going to test something. And I replied to both of the people who had answered that question. I just replied to them both in the post. And then 24 hours later, I now had about 11 comments on that post instead of two, because when Facebook saw that I had engaged with that post, they um, put that post out to more people because they saw that I was going to be engaging with my audience. But my cost in the ads manager had gone way down because Facebook saw I was doing Facebook, my Facebook page properly. And my intent was to engage, not just to get one way conversation. And they rewarded me with a lower cost per engagement in the ads manager. So we want to make sure we're using all the pieces in the pie that Facebook gives us. So your conversion could be your email address opt-ins and you can control the, the price of those to an extent. Um, that's great, but of course, we're all wanna measure sales at the end of the day. What, you know, did we sell something? Did we make a, get a new client? Did we put somebody else in our new program? Those sorts of things. So email addresses is one measure that we're gonna track, but then from that, email addresses, what are we doing to nurture those people into a deeper relationship? That's where, you know, you start looking at ROI more specifically around ad spend and what's your return on that. Mm, I, I love that. And I, I see we're almost out of time. I have one more question to ask you. And that is, you know, for con conversions, do you recommend people going straight to an email list or maybe like a blog where they don't have to um, opt in? 
So that's a great question, especially with the GDPR stuff that's going on these days. Uh, definitely, I always encourage people to grow their email list. As much as I love Facebook, I always remember I do not own my Facebook page. And no matter how much time and energy and money I put into connecting with people on Facebook, Facebook could still take it away from me overnight and I would be out of luck if I hadn't built a connection with them somewhere else. So for sure, getting people onto your email list has got to be part of your strategy because once they're there, you own that asset. And, you know, if you lose your Facebook page, you can set up a new page and direct them, you know, send them an email and go here like this one. Or you can say, well, that's it. I'm, I'm done with Facebook. I'm going to Pinterest and send them there if you want. So that you've still got a connection with these people if you get them to sign up for an email. So that's really an important piece. But getting somebody to do that isn't quite as simple as just saying, here's the link to my sign up box, sign up for my newsletter, because who wants more newsletters in their inbox? So we have to make sure that we give them a reason to want to sign up. We have to add value. We have to help them with their problems. We have to be generous and give a lot of really helpful, useful information before we ask them for anything in return. Then again, we go back to conversions. The conversions come in way easier because people know who you are and are more willing. They're like, oh, I know she does so, so much on Facebook. I'm willing to sign up for her newsletter because I know I'm going to get more value there. Um, so you have to plan, you have to have a strategy of what kind of content do I want people who don't know me to see in order to get to know me and build that relationship so I can get to know them. Then when they are at a certain place, when they're on my Facebook page and engaging, what kind of content do I want to give them to give them more information about how I can help them solve their problems? Then how, what kind of information can I give them to get them onto my email list? And then my information to them is different as well. So we have to have strategy all the way through to move people on that relationship scale. I love it. Shirley, this has been absolutely fabulous. And I know before we go, you've got a free gift. So can you tell us a little bit about what that is? And for those that are watching or listening, um, you'll find it in the show notes uh, below. Awesome. So this is the ultimate Facebook ads template and workbook. And I created this because people were saying to me, I want to know how to create Facebook ads that are going to work. I'm having, I'm wasting money. I'm wasting my time and I'm tired of it. So I immediately said, well, I can help you with a piece of that because there's so much in ads. I can't give you everything about creating every type of ad and every piece of it. But what I'm going to do is I'm giving you a template and a workbook to help you select the right image for your audience and write the right copy for your audience. And if you can master those two pieces, the other pieces can, can work really well, even if you're not 100% spot on with them. You, you can get there with those, you can learn them, but to me, these are the most important pieces. So that's what my gift is to everybody. I love that. Okay, I encourage everyone to make sure that you download the bonus gift. Um, and you've got your homework, you know, for 90 days or less, you could start implementing these strategies. Sherry Lee gave so many, it's going to make your head spin. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, and then you could download her free gift so you, you can really follow the plan and, and have a strategy. Sherry Lee, thank you again for being my expert. Oh, thank you, Heather. And again, real quick, I just want to close this out. Uh, everyone take action. And if you haven't uh, purchased your Fearless and Fabulous bundle, you can do that on the upsell page. Actually, it's on this video replay page. And 
what we're doing is we're supporting a call a cause called she should run which is getting 250,000 women running for office by 2030 so uh, please consider doing that and until next time this is Heather Pickin take care everyone bye-bye so I hope you enjoyed this masterclass. Now my question for you is what are you going to do in the next 90 days? I want you to take action that is aligned with your ambitious goal. You know, when I work with clients, I actually show them how to change the neuroplasticity of their brain. And part of the process is really understanding, you know, what goal, what action that I want to take is actually in alignment with my vision and mission and purpose. So you want to make sure that you have that. Uh, my other ask is to consider uh, doing the Fearless and Fabulous Female Bundle. That is an upgrade and it's $97. It runs throughout the summit. The reason why that's important is number one, it's going to accelerate the rate in which you start attracting your success with some of the strategies that uh, these experts are offering you. Uh, number two, it's actually going to support a cause called She Should Run. As I mentioned earlier, it's about getting 250,000 women running for office by 2030. As women, we are so powerful. And I believe we're really living in an interesting time that we can change the world with our work. So again, I hope you consider the Fearless and Fabulous bundle and I want you to take action, okay? I'm gonna be checking up on you.